Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your SmackDown study. It's your SmackDown study for May 20th, 2022. We had ourselves a pretty good show from the blue brand today. So we kick things off naturally with the bloodline, including our head of the table, our tribal chief, our undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns. And this was yet another masterclass promo from Paul Heyman talking up the Usos because tonight was the undisputed tag team championship unification match between the SmackDown champions, the Usos, and the Raw Tag Team champions, RK-Bro. And uh, Heyman just did a wonderful job talking about both teams and about how the Usos, though, would be the ones to stand tall as this night ends. And then Roman adding his own little tidbit at the end, stating that the Usos need to be relevant they need to continue to win and they need to win the match tonight because if they don't they should no longer come back to the island of relevancy they shouldn't bother coming home at all if they don't win the championship roman telling the usos afterwards i'm only telling you this because i love you guys and they embrace it a hug and roman looks up towards the camera with this cheshire cat Shading grin, I'm just like, oh, this could mean trouble, but we'll find out for the main event once that rolls on. We did, we did though, kick off our in ring action with Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Sami Zayn. And I love the fact that Sami Zayn is continuing to wear the Bloodline shirts and just being there, I'll call him a spokesperson, but. Just the way he's kind of thrown himself into the bloodline, speaking as, you know, he's one of them. And it's just, it's it's pretty awesome. Sammy continuing to do a masterful job of whatever is given to him. Um, this match, another classic between these two. Uh, I will never forget the match that they had at TakeOver Dallas um, before WrestleMania, I believe, 32 maybe 33 the brain not working so well right now <laughs> um but that match was absolutely insane that was nakamura's first match in wwe at all um back for nxt and uh, what a classic and every match that they've had has been great uh this one again just another one um if those of you who remember sammy uh, defeated Nakamura in his last match via countout. So tonight, obviously, they they emphasize that yet again, trying to see who, you know, would win via countout. Uh, multiple times, both Nakamura and Sammy able to get back in at like nine and three quarters. And unfortunately for Sammy, the last time he does, he slides back in the ring and he's all proud of himself for getting in, and he's met with a Kinshasa right to the chops, and that puts him down. With Nakamura getting the win. But also, if you remember, Nakamura still has something something to say when it comes to Roman Reigns. 
So we're keeping that open. And it looks like Nakamura still remembering and still letting the bloodline know that he's still there. So Roman will have to deal with Shinsuke Nakamura sooner, probably uh, sooner rather than later. After that, it was time for some more happy talk as uh, Happy Corbin comes out to the ring and shows the crowd exactly what he's done to Madcap Moss. Uh, obviously, with the crowd booing the hell out of him because he's clearly one of the best heels still in WWE. And uh, what he does at the end of this segment surprised even me. Um, he talked about taking the Andre the Giant uh, trophy with him, adding it to his own collection. And then at the very end, he ends up saying, screw it. And he destroys the whole thing, destroys the whole uh, trophy. And then just picks up the piece that's just Andre the Giant, holds it above his head and just stares at it as the segment ends. So Corbin thinking he's moved on from Madcap Moss. Uh, not sure what's going on with Madcap if they're about to repackage him uh, and have him come out, come back out as something else. Uh, he seems to be over with the crowd, but whether they continue to do that, I don't know. We'll see going forward. Uh, after that, uh, we had ourselves a rematch as Gunther uh, with Ludwig Kaiser take on Drew Gulak. And I know everybody's, well, not everybody, but a lot of people are still upset at the whole fact that they've changed Walter's name to Gunther. And, you know, Marcel Bartel has been changed to Ludwig uh, Kaiser, and people are all upset about it. And, you know, it is, you know, what it is. But honestly, I think that they've done a wonderful job of kind of growing into their new names. And I love the presentation with Ludwig um having you know being the one that introduces gunther and it just it, it it fits it works real well i really enjoy it the red looks wonderful on both of them as well instead of the black it just it's it's a wonderful way for them to adapt and and grow and i i i, I enjoy it um i was one of the ones who wasn't very th- pleased with the name change but you know i've grown to completely accept it and embrace it i i enjoy it and you know i wish people would 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 do the same just give it a chance just give it a chance uh gunther obviously getting a dominant victory here over uh drew gulak attacking him though after the match uh causing the intercontinental champion ricochet to come out to make the save Gunther and Ludwig just walk away after that, but there's some definite eye contact and maybe some plants being seeded, uh, some plants, some seeds being planted, you know, because I can speak proper English. That works well um, for a future rivalry between the two. And I'm not going to lie, if, if Gunther is able to hold on to the Intercontinental Championship, uh, this, or if he's able to, to you know, obtain it, I think this could be a big thing for the IC title. Um, no offense to Ricochet. I love Ricochet, but we need somebody who can, you know, jump onto the mid card titles and kind of ride them along the way. Uh, if Roman is going to spend a lot of time on raw, we need a title on SmackDown. That's going to, 
you know, be a big deal. And I think that Gunther could be that person to make the IC title relevant again. So we'll see. Uh, I would hope this to have, you know, Gunther and Ricochet have a great match on a pay-per-view. Um, but we'll see. Uh, Helena Cell is right around the corner, so you never know. Uh, they do have a few weeks or a couple of weeks actually to, to get this going. So there's, there's always the possibility, but we'll see. <clears throat> but <laughs> I talk about name changes and everything else because we have ourselves yet another name change. We were introduced to the man formerly known as Eli Drake, now formerly known as LA Knight. His name now is Max Dupree. And no, I don't mean Rene Dupree spelled differently. It's with an I instead of a double E. And he now has himself a male modeling agency. He is the CEO of it. And he wanted to make his name known. And obviously we're going to see more of him and probably his associates sooner rather than later. Uh, for those of you who haven't been watching the news or watching main event, um, it looks like his first associate is none other than a former Retribution member, Mace. Whether they're going to fully change his name or not, we'll see. Um, but it'll be interesting to see both Max Dupree and Mace have themselves some time on SmackDown. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what they do. Obviously, I don't care what you call Eli Drake. The man is money, and he's just fantastic on the mic. So we'll see what happens. Um, a lot of people obviously up in arms over the fact that they changed his name yet again. A lot of people were saying that they think this is actually a better name for him than LA Knight. And I actually tend to agree. Uh, it still works because you can do the max do pre and you know, it, it's still, it, it, it works. It's LA Knight. It's Eli Drake. The man will make it work no matter what. So I'm excited to see what he does after that. We got more Shotzi on SmackDown. SmackDown seems to be maybe turning the corner and starting to bring in some of these talents that really haven't been on television a lot lately. Uh, this episode tonight honestly really did a lot of that, so I'm actually happy to see that. Uh, Shotzi, and actually we got to see some Aaliyah as well, uh, continuing to argue over the fact that uh, Raquel Rodriguez stole their opportunity at a shot at Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And Shotzi had some things to say to Raquel, uh, to, uh, to saying that she's six feet of disappointment and a whole lot of other uh, pretty nasty things. And I was uh, not really taken aback, but I was just like, all right, this is clearly going to be interesting to watch these two go at it and go at it. They did uh, Raquel getting the big win. Uh, but like I said, it was nice to see Shotzi on screen. It was nice to see Aaliyah on screen. I'd like to see them wrestle a whole lot more, give them more of a shot in the women's division, because honestly, for SmackDown, there's not a lot left. Um, but we'll get to another section about the women's division uh, in just a little bit. Uh, after that, we jumped over to one of my favorite members of New Day, the king himself, Xavier Woods talking about how he is sick and tired of everything going on with uh, Butch 
Seamus and Ridge Holland, and he wants to put it the end. He wants to put it to an end. So he has himself a singles match with Butch, and the, the backwood strikes again. Uh, the most devastating move in all of professional wrestling. Xavier Woods able to get in that roll up, getting the victory. And as I thought this might be the end of it, finally, Butch runs away once again, which is becoming a common theme, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, Woods is celebrating as he's walking up the ramp. He gets stopped by Sheamus and Ridge, and it looks like it's about to be a two-on-one beatdown, but out of nowhere flies in Butch, and all three of them just take out Woods. Uh, Kofi not there tonight, obviously Big E injured still. Uh, so Woods not looking too hot as it goes on. Uh, a little later on in the night, they uh, Woods they they talk to Woods and Woods says he's had enough. He uh, he knows obviously Big E is not going to be there. Kofi will be back, and they now have a third man that will help them out to get rid of you know what's been going on with Seamus Ridge and Butch. So we'll see who that's going to be. Woods obviously not saying who it is. But it could be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to see who this hired gun is for the new day as they take on uh, Seamus Ridge and Butch next week in the six-man tag. Now, we talked about uh, the women's division and how it's nice to see a few people who are now getting some more time on television. Uh, people who will not be getting time on television are Sasha Banks and Naomi uh, we found out that they are indefinitely suspended. They have been stripped of the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, and the tournament at a later date will be uh, will be happening to figure out who will be the new WWE Tag Team Champions. Um, obviously, Twitter did not let this go. <laughs> They're like, "What division?" There's literally two teams, and they're not wrong. Um, the main roster has done a terrible job of keeping this women's tag team division solid. Every time they have a tag team, they break them up within a few weeks. So nobody can really establish themselves as a female tag team and really kind of make, you know, the right steps to challenge for the championships. Even Sasha and Naomi were thrown together. I mean, yes, they were team bad back in the day, but it's been years since they were tag team partners. And now all of a sudden they throw them together and hey, they win the championships. Okay, we needed a division. The problem is, and I don't normally like to do this, but the problem is the management. They don't understand women's wrestling. They don't. They're all old. They're all from the Attitude Era where it was bra and panties matches. It was how often can these women be in underwear? You know, and all this misogynist bullshit. Um, women's wrestling has evolved. Wrestling itself has evolved. These people, unfortunately, have not evolved. They tried to run with you know the whole women's revolution thing but you know you know triple h had a lot to do with that because th that man knows how to move things forward obviously everything going on with his health the recent you know announcement that stephanie mcmahon now has stepped away from her day-to-day uh, -day duties in wwe to focus on her family Triple H now saying that he's back uh, full time in the backstage, whether that actually changes anything, who knows? He might have had a hand in what happened last night on SmackDown uh, with getting Shotzi and Leah more television time. Hey, if that's the case, then he's already doing better than what the other guys have been doing. 
something needs to desperately change. Uh, NXT 2.0 has has done a terrible job of moving their women's division forward. It's now turned into, you know, who's more horny. Uh, but then they fired uh, Dexter Loomis and uh, Persia Peralta. So I don't know what's going on anymore. Uh, it's an absolute nightmare uh, when it comes to the women's division. And I, and I hate to see it. I really do. I, I really enjoy watching good women's wrestling and i and i want to continue to see it grow i want these tag titles to mean something whether they decide to just unify the nxt and wwe women's tag team championships like they seem to be doing with every goddamn championship now i don't know maybe that'll be for the best um until they can actually figure out what the hell they want to do with this women's division but for now um I feel bad for Sasha and Naomi. Um, I really, truly do. I know they're standing up, standing up for themselves, and they want better for the division. I agree with them. From a business standpoint, though, I do understand why WWE isn't responding the way they are because people pay to see Sasha and Naomi wrestle. They pay to see them on television, and they just decide to walk out. It's bad for business, and it's bad for the fans, and. You know, it's just bad PR for everybody. But even though I could see both sides here, I am clearly on Sasha and Naomi's side. Uh, I do wish them the best. I hope that they're able to figure out what's going on. And I hope that somebody in management can stop being an idiot and realize that these are two of their bigger stars and they need to be on television and they should be treated the proper way. But that's my soapbox edition for tonight. <laughs> Uh, we'll then get to the main events, which, as I spoke of, unifying titles. The Raw and SmackDown Tag Team Championships are going to be unified in a really good main event between RK Bro and the Usos. Uh, these four men went all out. Uh, multiple near falls. Uh, part of me actually thought that maybe RK Bro might win this match, but uh, that was not to be as both Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman getting involved at the very end of this match. Uh, Riddle looked like he was about to do a top rope uh, suplex. Roman grabbing on to I believe it was Jimmy or maybe Jay's leg. Um, and then it was hit splash from the top, got to one, two, three. And now they are the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions of the world. So it will be very interesting to see what goes on going forward. Now every member of the Bloodline has two titles. Yeah, the Bloodline is unstoppable. And, you know, I joked around about this before, but it would be interesting to see Jimmy and Jay now going for the individual titles, the U.S. and the Intercontinental. That way, then it would be, you know, you'd have every title except... The women's championships and that brings in another interesting thought uh, there are a good amount of people out there that think that the whole sasha banks and naomi thing is a work that this is just the beginning of a storyline switch for them to turn heel uh and this would be a perfect opportunity for naomi and sasha both to join the bloodline uh obviously jimmy and naomi being married that's an easy fit sasha could easily slide in as well you have the women's tag team championships. Maybe have them go after the individual Raw and SmackDown women's championships. Then the Bloodline has every single title that WWE has on the main roster. Just think of that. Just think about that for a moment. One faction, five members, every single title that WWE has. That would be unstoppable. That would be ridiculous. And then it, it would force WWE to then have to build 
people up to challenge for these titles. I don't know. I absolutely love it. I think that that would be a ridiculously fun thing to do, at least see it for a little while uh, and see how they all run with it. Uh, I would love to see Naomi um, as a heel. I love Sasha as a heel already. So I think it'd be a natural fit for her, but for Naomi, uh, that would be a very, very different way of how she is. Uh, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's hopefully for the future. Um, part of me doesn't feel like obviously this is a work between Sasha and Naomi with WWE, but you never know. Uh, we haven't seen anything like this since Stone Cold walked out in 2002. Uh, so, I mean, it's 20 years since this has happened and WWE hasn't come, hasn't come this hard at people that, you know, have tried to stand up for themselves in a long time. So we'll see. Should be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's it for the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we truly appreciate you. Most importantly, though, if you guys don't already, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. We are so close to 7,500 people on on Twitter. It's it's insane. Uh, we all we so appreciate you guys. Uh, it's just it's it's an amazing feeling uh, putting in a lot of work and getting some natural results. And it's just it's, it's a lot of fun. We really appreciate talking with you guys every single week. Um, you can find us uh, also on Facebook as Ship It Above the Ring. You can find us on Instagram as underscore above the ring. And you can find us on uh, YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. Uh, don't forget to follow our partners, Ship It Studios. You can find them at Ship It Studios on pretty much every platform. Um, and you can find this podcast on basically every, blocking, every podcast platform that is out there. Uh, guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. If you don't already, make sure you remember to ship it and join the bedroom. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.